Hello, and welcome to The Soprano Show. I'm Gavin Bowen. And I'm Hannibal Diaz. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 8 of The Sopranos, titled Mergers and Acquisitions. This episode aired November 3rd, 2002. The teleplay was by Lawrence Connor, and the story was by David Chase, Mitchell Burgess, Robin Green, and Terrence Winter. And it was directed by Daniel Adias. Here's the HBO synopsis. Polly takes pains to integrate his mother, Nucci, into the social world at Greengrove. Meanwhile, Furio faces up to his inner feelings during a trip to Italy to see his ailing father. Ralph introduced Tony to his new Gumar, Valentina, and Carmela finds a new source of investment income. Well, we're at Season 4, Episode 8. We've already passed the halfway mark. Mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy that we're here now. I know. Went by pretty quickly. Episode 8 of Season 4, right? Yeah. And we have another just sort of joint story by the four kind of head writers of The Sopranos. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Right, yeah. They threw the whole team at it, mm-hmm. and they came up with this really kind of funny episode. I didn't think it was so funny in the past, and now I do. You just think Tony's dilemma right. is sort of ridiculous in a way that I never quite uh, viewed it before <laughs> right right and especially how yeah. he frames it right as well is, yeah it's pretty ridiculous but we open the scene to this episode with furio telling the sopranos that he will be taking some time off from work to go see his father in italy and tony seems semi-concerned yeah. i would say interrupts furio during this moment to say you want some money right and just kind of plays it off but you can definitely see how hurt furio is and how touched carmela is by his feelings and all that yeah and tony doesn't really want to hear about furio's feelings he, he doesn't get... really want to hear the emotion yeah because really he has to get somebody else to drive him cut to yeah paulie is the guy <laughs> <laughs> to be driving tony all right which i thought is it's just great it's great to have a character like paulie to just inject some humor into mm-hmm. your serious drama. Yeah, and I think it's funny too how the cut from the kitchen of the Soprano household to Tony in the car that night with Polly mm-hmm. is really funny because Gandolfini has an expression of irritation on his face and it's, you know, as if they've been driving for a while and you can just imagine right. that Polly's been annoying for a while, <laughs> right. just kind of going on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah, and he does kind of bring up just unnecessary talk about Furio's dad, and then he brings up his mother again. It's yeah. just, yeah, and classic get, Polly. Yeah, it's classic Polly, and it does set up what Polly's storyline is going to be, mm-hmm. dealing with his mom in Green Grove and some kind of unexpected issues that arise there. Right. And we get Tony again interrupting with irritation when he just says, For fuck's sake, Polly, everybody's going to get old and die. Right. Which also seems classic Tony as well. Yeah. Um, but he lets Polly know, you know, he won't be able to drive him tomorrow. He's got an important meeting, cut to the important meeting with his lawyer on the golf course. Neil Mink, the uh, mm-hmm. mayor of New York in Ghostbusters. That's right. David Mergulies. So Tony uh, pulling back from his business, you know, expressing this to his lawyer. We've seen this already. He's going through Syl. He's going through Chris. We get a lot of that in this episode as well some of the frustrations of tony pulling back from the business and i think it's a very key tell here in this scene you know we hear carmella 
express a lot about her fears of the future and where's the money going to be and what's his status going to be in the future. And now we really hear it from Tony as he tells Mink, I don't want to celebrate my daughter's first kid in prison. Yeah. Which is, yeah, serious comment from Tony that we really haven't heard. I mean, an expression of absolute honesty there. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it reminds me of what he said earlier in the series to Melfi that for a high-profile guy like him, usually wind up dead or in the can. That's right. Moving on, Christopher woken up by Tony. And we could see this plan in action, right? Tony calling from a payphone, discreetly directing Christopher who writes down all these instructions on a pillowcase, which I thought yeah. was nice. Uh, but yeah, after the phone call, he's kind of standing around like, what do I do? Now what do I do? Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And A lot of moments in the mall in right. this episode. It was weird, yeah, that of all things, Tony turns to the mall mm-hmm. when he's bored and doesn't want to sit around the house. Right. A uh, very 15-year-old girl of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he he kind of just sits uh, super bored. But yeah, I mean, in the scene where he's giving Chris the instructions, mm-hmm. he basically says, all right, here's some important deal points that you need to kind of like delegate. And Chris is out of sorts, which is why he has to write down the notes on a, on a pillowcase. But also, I think it's kind of telling that it doesn't seem to be like 7 a.m. or anything. Like, Oh, no, yeah. Chris should be out of bed by now, probably. Sure. But that's probably the heroine and just the general kind of lack of ambition that Chris displays. And the lifestyle. I mean, we've seen Tony being woken up before in the middle of the day. That's true. That's a good point. This is an interesting jump into the next scene. Mm -hmm. We got Tony sitting in the mall, right? Yeah. Bored out of his mind. Right. Out of his gourd. Yes. And we get the music that we hear and we get this painting that just just cut to the painting. Right. And you're like, I don't know what's going on, but we know the music. The music's familiar. Yeah. And it's Carmela's mind wandering. Right. On Furio. Yeah. And we get the repetition of what I'm now going to call Furio's theme. Mm. You know, the uh, whatever that is when they were dancing. Yeah, Furio's theme. Yeah. yeah. And so whenever she thinks about that song, you know, it triggers her uh, erotic sort of fantasies about Furio and, and her feelings about him. And yeah, she's completely spaced out. They're at Vesuvio with mm-hmm. uh, Cousin Brian and Cousin Brian's wife. Mm-hmm. And Tony's like, uh, you know, just tell me when to pour because... She's, you know, awaiting some wine, but she's completely spaced out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes back. I mean, it's it's funny, too. This scene, there's a lot going on. You know, we get Artie. He pops in, which is great, especially after everything that happened last time we saw him and Tony together. We see the tension. Yeah, yes. Things are still pretty chilly, and uh, Carmela brings up the muggers, you know, right. which, of course, was the cover story. Artie doesn't really respond to that, and you can just tell that... Yes, uh, the the bridge between Tony and uh, and Artie is still kind of smoldering. You oh know? yeah, they're they're speaking, but not really. Yeah. yeah, and how interesting was it? Carmela asks Brian, right, yeah. about the income, right? But she's talking about Uncle June's property. Yeah, Brian thinks she's referring to HUD, <laughs> right? And let's be clear, this is like the closest Carmela's ever heard about Tony's actual business crimes. That's true, right? Yeah, with Brian almost spilling it. Yeah, 
it's so it's it's really funny it's like really like a a close call that it Tony is. quickly nabs and catches. Yeah, yeah. Tony totally covers. But yeah, I mean, it just goes to show how bad Brian is at Terrible. this style of business, <laughs> right. at, this, at this lifestyle that, you know, Tony is well accustomed to. And mm -hmm. <laughs> right. yeah, he just assumes that Carmella is talking about something super illegal. <laughs> right. And he's all confused. And then, uh, yeah, Tony jumps in with the, uh, the Paul Newman movie reference, yeah. you know, HUD, and then uh, no more grappa for you. <laughs> and then kind of just steers it away. Yeah, yeah. And then we get this last shot of Carmella not too keen on the friendship building between Brian and yeah. Tony. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's a really interesting thing. There's that note, you know, that you kind of see in Carmella of, oh, I don't really like this. I don't like where this is going. And then she explains she, it yeah. literally in the following scene. With uh, Rosalie. Right, yeah, which takes place at the church. Father Phil is there in the background puttering about. They're doing a diaper mm -hmm. drive. Right, right, right. Uh, you get that great line from Roe. Well, whatever we give them, the girls at Our Lady's shelter should be grateful. I mean, nobody told them to go and have babies with our husbands. right. Yeah, I just yeah. love the judgment there, uh, the conservative judgment. But yes, we sort of get Carmela explaining kind of what motivated some of the looks we saw in her face in the previous scene, concerned right. about money. They, of course, relate it back to uh, Jackie April, who was, of course, Rose's deceased husband. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, it's important to remember that Roe is the right person to talk to about this because yeah. Jackie was boss. He right. had Tony's job. So... Carmela looks to Roe to be like, well, what can I expect That's, if yeah. I lose Tony prematurely? Yeah, I, I, I wrote that you would expect this kind of conversation for Carmela to have right. with Rosalie. Uh, yeah, because Rosalie made it, you know, past her losing her husband. Mm -hmm. How much money was there? Was it enough? Is it ever enough? Right. And so on. And yeah, it's a, it's a conversation that didn't really paint it as bleak. But it's not also like sunshine and rainbows at the other end. Yeah. I mean, from the very first episode, we're eight in now. And mm -hmm. from the very first episode of this season, Carmela is very concerned about money. And here we are at eight episodes later. She's still very concerned, even more so. Right. Maybe. And I think that, too, what's important is that she mentions that Brian is in Tony's circle now and how she kind of is concerned about that, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that the sort of implication there is Tony's very charismatic. Tony is very manipulative. Can she even trust her own cousin now? Or right. is he too now in Tony's pocket yeah. and will just do what Tony wants behind Carmela's back? Yeah, exactly. Well, from there, we head back to the stables Clearly, if we're sh if we're starting the scene with Paiomai and Tony, and there's no Ralph around, this is Tony's horse. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this this has become Tony's horse, right? Right. But then Ralph does enter with his new Gumar. Yeah, right? it's funny. I mean, this is a whole aside here, but I guess I'm just not clear on what Gumar means. I thought Gumar meant mistress, but mm, right. Valentina is referred to as Ralphie's Gumar, but Ralphie doesn't need to have a mistress because he's not married. So does mm. Gumar just mean girlfriend? I yeah. guess so. At that point for Ralph? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Valentina, too attractive to be with Ralph. I mean, let's... Oh, you think she's out of Ralph's league? 
I think so. You I think, think we she... can all. <laughs> I think we can all say that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a fair assessment, but maybe she is, you know, attracted to to the dandy ish aspects. I, I, guess I feel so. like it's required every single episode with uh, Joe Pantoliano that we make a reference <laughs> to, to the... Ralphie being a dandy. <laughs> yeah, super dandy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but she already from the start, you get this joke, this prank that she plays on ralph of all people right that you would want to be playing pranks on of having him step in the horse shit we get the good moment here where he says then why aren't you people walking around all day looking for piles of horse shit to stomp around in it only works if it's an accident fucking sick all he is fuck oh where's the hose yeah <laughs> just this innocent guy who's just standing there minding right? his own business and he gets called fucko fuck by ralph yeah. And Ralph is the perfect person to play that prank on because, you know, he's very fastidious in his appearance and right. his, his shoes are very nice, you know, and he's wearing a suit and all of that. So, I mean, this is a really... Sure, but Tony knows yeah. better yeah. and he even makes a comment. It can be a risk trusting him with a joke. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. We saw what happened to, to Tracy, uh, right? When she tried to like jokingly insult yeah ralph uh did not wind up so great for her but it does seem like valentina uses this opportunity because she does when she's introduced to tony give tony mm -hmm. a look up and down yeah and kind of use the joke to get ralph out of the scene yeah to get some alone time with tony to give him her card right uh so basically she's very uh inviting to Tony kind of mm -hmm. makes it apparent in a slightly subtle way that she is interested in him. And he's obviously interested in her because mm -hmm. she's gorgeous. And also she's just his type, you know, classic Tony Gumar mm -hmm. brunette that is sexy. So there you go. Yep. He's got standards. Yeah. Brunette, sexy. Well, I think it's really funny too because, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I've mentioned this before, but Carmela is blonde. No, yeah. And so he he tends to like stay away from blondes Ex in the serious Gumar department. You know right. what I mean? When it's an actual relationship, not when it's Icelandic. Yes, right. When it's just banging, then blondes are okay. Of course. Maybe in his mind, he thinks that to have a relationship with a blonde is a betrayal of his wife. Oh my. Yeah. Maybe. In a way that just regular sex isn't with another woman. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, the justifications. Who knows? Well, he has all these little distinctions about yes, what's appropriate and what isn't, uh, which is sort of what this episode is about, Yeah, as we'll get into. Right. Yeah. Moving on to Green Grove with Polly, right? But correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like they're moving Nucci into Green Grove, and mm -hmm. I already thought she was moved in episodes ago. I mean, I guess it was like an orientation or something. Jesus. Before... How long does it take to get the old woman in the in the house? Yeah, and I guess if you remember, then there was that whole question of money, right? Sure. When we introduced Nucci, wasn't it also the same episode where it, in season three, was this the finale of season three? Hmm. I'd have to happened. go back. Yeah, I don't remember exactly the right episode. Um, maybe it was the finale of three, but there was that whole dispute between Polly and Ralphie. For and they sure. had to sit down and Polly was looking at a little bit less money than what he was accustomed to. But I thought the worry was he's got his mother in Green Grove now. Right. He needs to maintain that money. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. I yeah. don't know. I, yeah. I don't know, I don't but know. They, they're clearly moving her yeah. in. 
Um, and now she's getting acquainted and we're introduced to her two very nasty friends. <laughs> yeah. And these uh, old ladies. Oh my Jeez. God. Cookie and men. Yeah. Jesus. Um, but I love, I, I just, I mean, I love Polly here because the way he's kind of, you know, being nice to the ladies saying, I remember you were old ladies when I was younger and now I'm old. Right. And then of course he's not going to just wave it off that cookie makes this statement about his own mother, not being welcomed in their circles. Right. And he's not going to threaten them, but he's going to let them know. Yeah. You can work it out. Well, I mean, he sort of threatens the old lady as much as Polly is going to threaten an old lady. Sure. <laughs> Pinching her cheeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's quite a tight, you know, cheek pinch. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he says, I know you girls can work it out, which is just so funny. Kind of balls on yeah. Cookie, though, right? To right. tell the son of the woman they don't want to hang out with that they don't want to hang out with her. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, she... Especially if you know Polly. Right, right, right. I mean, she is definitely like the the mob boss of Green Grove. <laughs> right. And she feels like she is in charge here. And we see several examples of this. You know, this is just the way that she treats everyone yeah. that's in her circle. Mm -hmm. So this next scene I enjoy quite a bit because it's all just a lot of setup. You know, we get Tony in his guest house. He's just had this nice like home theater installed mm -hmm. and the guys you know calibrating it and everything kind of showing tony you know how great the sound is and the picture quality and it's all just going to be amazing for tony and uh carmella comes in she's on her way to the store uh tony's like all right great bye you know she leaves so now he's just sort of alone and we get back to this boredom so instead of you know going to the mall he's just mm -hmm. kind of gonna like chill out Listen to some Pink Floyd, right? You know, watch some Fugitive <laughs> with mm -hmm. Harrison Ford, uh, and yeah, some hours have passed. He wakes up; it's still afternoon. He's bored. Hey, maybe he feels like banging someone. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's that simple. It is that simple, you know. Uh, so <laughs> he pulls out Valentina's card. We get a nice zoom in on it, mm -hmm. and Tony's gonna try and see what's going on there. Yes, he is. And we cut straight to the art gallery. Yeah. Uh, this is such a funny moment, though, where he, he has the picture of him and Piamai, but Ralph is dead center in the photo. <laughs> right. And wants to crop Ralph out. And I love the line from the artist because it, it's a true statement, but also I think it's kind of like the writers throwing in a joke here mm -hmm. of the, the artist saying, yeah, better composition-wise yeah. if we take him out. Right. And I like that. Uh, yeah, you know, this is kind of funny because Ralph kind of does enter into Tony's life as being sort of a problem, you know, right. out of composition. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, and cropping him out, just inconveniently having Ralph in the picture, literally, mm -hmm. is very symbolic sure. for what will, you know, occur throughout sure. this episode. Yeah, yeah. And she convinces Tony to spend all this money on. I mean, 6,500 is yeah. no small amount for a painting like this. But he has that kind of cash on hand. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And I like that too. The, the subtlety in t 
Tony's reaction, the, the way James Gandolfini does this, where he hands the cash to the artist who says, I'll get you your receipt. And Tony's just like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. All right. Right. You can get the receipt. I, I don't need it. It doesn't matter. No. Yeah. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. I mean, that's that's Tony. He can just drop, yeah. you know, 6.5 like right. it's nothing. I mean, part of it, too, is it, it of course, impresses uh, Valentina a little mm-hmm. bit. She's very impressed. You know, they've had their champagne. The uh, artist goes off to, you know, ring Tony up or whatever. And then Val kind of makes her play. And Tony is like, yeah, I'm going to take you up on that. Let's yes. stop someplace. Yeah. I'm very, I mean, it's a pretty intense sex scene for this show. Yeah. I haven't really had this. Right. Uh, well, you know what's so funny about that? Yeah, because with the whole, like, uh, you know, she's riding him in, in the chair and everything like that and naked and all of that. I was actually thinking about it and I was like... Yeah, this does stand out to me as a different kind of sex scene, mm-hmm. but I think they literally were just like, what can we do that isn't just Tony in bed having sex again? You know, you kind of sure. have to be sort of creative, you know, I guess after you've had multiple sex scenes, it's like, right. how can we make this just visually different Yeah, than every other time, you know? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that's HBO. HBO so, right. You know. Right. But uh, she, uh, so afterwards, they're sitting down to eat. Mm-hmm. And as she played a joke on Ralph, she is now playing a joke on Tony. Right. And all I was thinking was, like, red alert. Like, this, she's crazy. Like, she's <laughs> uh, already crazy. She's acting like a right. child. This should be a red flag for Tony. Right. And, you know, he just kind of goes along with it. Yeah. Which I think is a mistake. Yeah, well, you have to weigh the red flags against the green light of... <laughs> accessible <laughs> pussy yeah right there you go gotcha yeah 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 but it's actually not funny right like that joke is not funny no i agree it'd be like but she's giggling her ass off about it yeah it's not funny i'd be irritated if i was tony i was like you just fucked up my steak i was looking forward to it i was actually kind of hungry right Thanks. like but like if i did that to you <laughs> yeah. or to anybody else i'd be like god that suck like there mm-hmm. goes all that food yeah that's exactly that's i mean he can't scrape it off a bit I, I suppose. But yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass. But again, you know. Right. Men will put up with a lot. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if something's being delivered on the other end, you know. A, a point of note here, she loses a nail. Right. And that's important. Yeah. I don't know if I all, always picked up on, I mean, I'm sure I must have in the past because they make a pretty big point of, I lost a nail. Yeah. But yeah, that is significant. Mm-hmm. And then almost immediately, though, Tony's like, well, that was nice while it lasted. Right. One day out in the country, go to the mall, get her a pin. Yeah. Make sure the card's right and end it. Yeah. It's like really hilarious how he makes the note. <laughs> it ends with love, Tony. And then he thinks better of it, changes it to sincerely, Tony. Yeah. And I just laughed. I was like, yeah, that's what every woman wants to get <laughs> after they've slept with a guy sincerely comma <laughs> yeah. like there's no clearer sign <laughs> that the guy is done than dropping a sincerely on you right right yeah uh, but uh the Polly and nucci plot continues with a, a green grove uh, casino night and yeah we just get a very nasty cookie here right Telling Nucci off. 
so well cast. I mean, this old lady is so vicious and she just is. seems so evil. And, and poor Nucci, you know, I mean, admittedly, Nucci is a horrible blackjack player. Sure. Why the hell would you hit on 18? <laughs> 18 yeah. Uh, disastrous. Yes. And then, of course, the fact that the next card is a six is very irritating. Right, right. I, I totally understand Cookie's point of view here. <laughs> yeah. uh, still, she is very mean. No, and absolutely. She's like, she, a, she's yeah. like a mean uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Doesn't she seem like, <laughs> like a, just yeah. a nasty RBG? Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right about that. That's such a great <laughs> description of Cookie. And yeah, poor Nucci. You know, she's so sad and she just kind of takes yeah. her chips and she's just like, mm, you know, and yeah. just kind of super depressed, uh, which you understand because she's an old lady, you know, and... She's she's a naive, innocent old lady, and she's getting beaten up on here, and, and that's really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now we're back in uh, Tony's house in the bedroom, uh, in the bathroom mm-hmm. of uh, Tony and Carmela's bedroom. Carmela's in the shower. Tony's inspired by some of the recent events. Right. And uh, he's like, hey, I'm going to play a prank on my wife. And so he uh, pours a little cup of cold water on Carmela while she's showering, which she does not appreciate. At all. Immediately stops the shower, pops out. And, you know, at first she's kind of smiling or whatever. But then, like, when Tony doesn't apologize immediately, Carmela kind of realizes that she's really irritated. Yeah. And, you know, she says, hey, don't you remember promising me that you would never do that to me again? Apparently he did it like during their honeymoon. Right. And Tony, you know, thought it was funny, but she just doesn't have the reaction that he wanted. So then because she's so miffed, he becomes miffed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's even uh, after he leaves, he ca- she kind of catches herself as like, maybe I overreacted. Maybe right. it was a bit too much, but right. still the cold water. Well, there's also a nice little detail here of the the scene opens with her humming to herself in the shower, Furio's theme. Mm, so I didn't even realize yeah, that. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So she's humming that. And of course, you oh. know, Tony's oblivious, doesn't know what it means. The, you could say that the cold water is a symbol. Right. You know, she, he's dashing cold water on oh, her wow. fantasies. She's Look in the that. shower imagining that, you know, Furio is naked with her, I Dang. guess. Yeah. She's obsessed with Furio. Yeah. Yes, she is. Obviously, Polly still realizes that his mother is not doing well at Green Grove. Goes to see Cookie's son, the principal. As an opening gambit, I thought this was funny that Polly would give a, quote, new suitcase that still has the travel tags on it. Yeah. To the principal. Right. The dude he's trying to convince. It's a nice, yeah. uh, it's a nice starting off point Absolutely. for this conversation. It's just a good moment here with with Polly. I thought it was a funny line that he says, "I don't blame your mother. I blame that Minnie Matron. She's a malignant cunt." <laughs> Fucking old lady, <laughs> yeah. Polly. I mean. That's just classic humor. I mean, how can you not laugh when an 80-year-old woman is being called a cunt? I mean, <laughs> right. it's just completely ridiculous. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Polly steps up here, makes mm-hmm. it pretty clear. You know, he, he's sort of ramping the intimidation up just yep. slightly. You know, right. he was very just, he was like at a level one intimidation or a, a level like 
0.5 intimidation when he was talking to Cookie saying work it out with my mom. Mm-hmm. And now he's brought it up to like a three or a four with Chucky. Yes. And, you know, he kind of makes that reference of, you know, all that trouble I got into as a kid. My mom bailed me out. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of capable of, of doing bad things if I don't watch right. myself. You know, right, and so right. Chucky doesn't miss that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he definitely has that look on his face of what just happened? Mm-hmm. Did Polly just say that I better, <laughs> like, make sure that my mom is nice to his mom or he's going to beat me up? Right. Because I think that's what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. good. It's a good scene. And uh, then from there, we get a very key scene here where Carmela, she's going through uh, Tony's laundry finds the broken nail mm-hmm. she doesn't know who it belongs to but we do that's the nail that valentina lost while she was hooking up with tony that's right carmella understands what that means right away and is extremely emotional and upset yes, yes. and may i say mm-hmm. tony you know tony's pretty good about cheating on carmella he doesn't put it in her face an interesting phrase <laughs> <laughs> well i mean he's not like cruel about it right is what i'm saying the yes. way maybe some men might be yes you know he doesn't put it in her face he doesn't want her to know he doesn't go out of his way to be sloppy sure the guy's got to watch his laundry though no. this is the second time <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> that laundry has ratted tony out for him <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes he's just careless yeah that's what happens but uh, we move along to a scene here. It's a very, very interesting scene. I really like this scene. Uh, Tony's out with some of the guys. Right. Right. Sil, Chris, and Patsy. Right. Right. This old group that we've seen before. Yeah. And uh, so Tony definitely has like his Icelandic chick. Miss Reykjavik. Yes, that's right. And she's still teaching everyone lessons. Yeah. As the scene opens up. And Tony. So Sil has uh, Gumar there. Mm-hmm. And Patsy does. And I, what I love about Patsy's Gamara is that she kind of acts like his wife. She really does. Telling him, like, you know, have the steak, don't have the steak. You don't need the steak. You know, just yeah. bossing him around. It's right. really That's really funny. To the point where, like, I was almost like, wait, is that his actual wife? But it couldn't be. Right. Because the other guys aren't there with their wives. Right. So they wouldn't have Patsy's real wife there. Exactly. So it is funny that this Gumar is not, like... Some 30-year-old piece of ass. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then Tony sees Syl and Chris talking yeah. uh, over by the bar, goes up to them, asks them what they're talking about. Right. Then they're like, you don't want to know what we're talking about. He's like, I want to know what you're talking about. And then they tell him, and he gets pissed off with their decision. Which is actually really funny because, of yeah. course, when he was on the phone with Chris at the top of this episode, he said, yeah, you know, figure out what to do with the Longshore Union, blah, blah, blah. I'll back you up whatever you decide. Right. JK. Right. <laughs> Chris is like, well, this is what me and Syl came up with, like you wanted us to. And Tony did not does not back them up, whatever they decided. Yeah. He hates the deal that they've come up with. Right. Right, and I, I love his excuse, his answer for it is... God damn it, now I'm going to have to go down here and do a go-see with every fucking buddy from the harbor master on down, which is exactly what I was trying to avoid. You wanted me to negotiate it, that's what we'll do. Don't make me go down and put damn boy. I'm trying to free myself up to do a little global thinking. Right. <laughs> Whatever that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> They're just like, all right, sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting, too, that Chris doesn't have a Gumar with him. Right. He's just there solo, flying solo. Well, is it considered bad form 
when you're engaged to have the gumar maybe oh that's bad form or when the marriage is impending well yeah i mean that's part of like what's funny about this episode which we'll get into in this very scene mm-hmm. he's kind of like what's appropriate and what isn't yeah. where it's within it's all still within the framework of immoral behavior but it's like what's too immoral right right, right. you know what i mean for sure yeah what, where's the distinction right because valentina and ralph arrive yeah at this restaurant and uh she gives tony that pin back furious that he won't see her again Mm -hmm. and he basically explains he cannot be where ralph has been right which Which, i mean i understand yes we all understand (laughs) it's a a pretty good point uh so tony's talking to valentina and valentina kind of hints that there's something off about mm-hmm. her sex life with Ralphie, which we as the audience know makes perfect sense. We've seen him with Janice. Right. You know, <laughs> mommy's, <laughs> mommy's little whore. <laughs> right. And she had the vibrator in his butt. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, what is going on there? And, and Tony's mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But whatever it is, I don't want to deal with it. And I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> it was a one time deal. Get out of my face. Yeah. And, distinctly uh, reminds her that they can't walk back out to the tables at the same time. So has her yeah. go first. Yep. Whereas cousin Brian would have said, well, let's go back to the table. Together. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what cousin Brian would have done. Cause he is not smooth. Oh, it was funny too. The, the bit when uh, Ralph and Valentina are about to sit down and Ralph goes, no salt shakers. Yeah. That is, <laughs> yeah. That is funny. And then we cut back to Carmela in bed and she yeah. cannot concentrate on the book she's reading she is furious she's fuming and goes to the bird feed because she knows right whether she's seen it or not she knows that tony's doing something in that bird feed and tries to break it open with a shovel yeah but can't she can't nope. and she she leaves frustrated mm-hmm. by that and then we go from there to the bing and valentina very persistent. Yeah. She calls Tony up. He doesn't want to talk to her. But then this is when she kind of gets into what she was trying to tell him before about Ralph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Explains all that kinky, fucked up shit. Yeah. Uh, candle wax on the balls. Right. Cheese grater. Yeah. On the dick. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. And then it's really funny because he hangs up. Sill and Patsy walk in, and Tony asks them. Let me ask you a question. I think Ralph's a little weird about women. I don't know, Tom. I mean, uh, he beat one to death just for, uh... I forget. Why was it again? <laughs> right. <laughs> they can't. They've totally forgotten about that whole Tracy thing. So that, fucked up. That, 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 you know. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. No. So it's just like. And he also eating a container of cheese. They're just <laughs> mozzarella balls. Right. That's really funny. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. He beat one to death. You know, it's just, <laughs> right. it's a, a great little bit of dark humor. And I really enjoyed too Gandolfini when he's on the phone with Valentina, his uh, eyebrow raising as she's describing her own sexual proclivities and Ralph's. Right, right, and he's right. kind of like, oh, that's interesting. And he's like, but he's like, wait, but I don't want to hear about that. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? It's just kind of funny. Yeah. And then from there, uh, Tony is in therapy with Melfi 
for a very amusing scene. Yeah. I would say. Trying to utilize your therapist to figure out what the M and S and M means. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then we kind of get into, you know, the nature of sort of Tony is trying to rationalize having sex with one of his guy's girls. Right. You know, while the guy is with her. Because as Melfi, you know, suggests, maybe he feels guilty that, you know, he's, you know, making this woman cheat on his friend or whatever. And he's like, no, it's not that. And we as viewers are like, yeah, it wouldn't really be that. I mean, does right. Tony care about Ralph's feelings? No. no. But it's just kind of the, there's like a skeeziness factor, especially since it is Ralph too. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, you Yeah. You got to be careful when you're Tony. Right. I mean, you're married. Yeah. Still. Yeah. You, know, you can't just put your dick in anything. And just the sort of way that <laughs> he really wants Melfi to kind of describe what it is, you know, in Ralphie's background that may lead him to be so into S&M. And right. Of course, she gets into the mother stuff. She and, describes it very yeah. close to home for right. Tony. And this stuff kind of makes, you know, Tony roll his eyes, but he thinks it's interesting. And it all leads up, of course, to one of the great Hall of Fame <laughs> all-time malaprops that this show has ever dropped on us. It is good. If a guy like that is going out with a woman, he could technically not have penisary contact with her Volvo. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh my God. It's just like... It's like he's talking about a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Penisary contact. Uh, really good stuff. Yeah. So he's really just in this scene looking for that technicality of, mm -hmm. okay, if they don't strictly have traditional intercourse then is it okay for me to have intercourse with her? Yeah. You know, and so that's kind of where we're leaving it. And, and Melfi seems rather amused by all of this. And oh, yeah. finally, it's just like, you know, just seems like you want some information that I just can't give you. Yeah. And then next we get a beat of Tony driving. You know, Valentina is on his mind, of course. Yeah. And he calls her. She picks up. But he just has these images of her and Ralph. Yeah. And he's like, nope. And he just hangs up without saying a word. It's a bridge too far. Yeah. Really. Next, Carmelo is uh, in the bedroom watching some financial TV while Tony is taking a shower. And she takes this opportunity to steal his keys mm -hmm. to the bird feeder. Go outside and takes a lot of money. And oh, she yeah. takes a big chunk out of the bird feeder. She finds exactly what she's looking for and she breaks off multiple stacks mm -hmm. for herself. Mm-hmm. And it's great because on the news, you know, I think it was specifically about women who found themselves, you know, right. disempowered following like the loss of their husband or something, you know, or you, whoever the male breadwinner was in their lives. And right. this is, of course, something that Carmela is very, very concerned about. Mm -hmm. And I just like the sort of mirror aspect of him pranking her when she was in the shower and right. then she's like, hey, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. I don't think this was intentional necessarily, but back when she got mad at him for that prank, he was like, well, you can do it to me. And she was like, I don't want to do it to you. But in a way, she does prank him back when <laughs> yeah. he's in the shower. She's like, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, here's a joke for you. <laughs> I'm going to steal 50 grand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so back to Polly. Yeah. Right, trying to console 
his ma, Nucci, poor Nucci, bedridden, can't, you know, can't deal, can't cope with uh, the social, being a social outcast. Yeah. And this sets Polly off. Right. And now he's pissed. Right. Of course. Of what it's doing to her. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, anyone would, any, any child Mm -hmm. who loved their mother would be very, very upset by this. And not all of us would take the action that Polly is taking. Sure. Uh, but we would want to take action for sure. Yeah. So it seems like that Furio got to Italy and his father died. Yes. So unfortunate for Furio. Hopefully, I don't know if it says like he got to see him before he died, but I assume. Yeah. He's pretty sick. Right. Because we open up on the funeral. Right. There, and he's talking with his uncle. Yeah. I like this actor, by the way. This right? little bit part. We never see him ever again. Right. But he is a fun character. Absolutely. And he confesses his love for Carmela, the boss's wife. Right. And his uncle's like, you're nuts. Like, you're crazy. Because the only way you can be with her is to get rid of the boss. Yeah. And that leaves Furio wondering if yeah. that's what he should do. Yeah. Yeah. Could I do that? Yeah. Could I kill Tony? Right. Is it worth it? Because I love Carmela so much. Uh, so we're kind of like, oh, uh-oh. You know, what's Furio <laughs> thinking now? Yeah. He maybe has an idea in his head. Right. And then cut to Carmela in the kitchen watching Mario Batali. Yeah. And sees the ponytail. <laughs> and gets a little uh, daydream of Furio. That's so on. funny. That's like one of the great jokes of this episode. You know, Mario... <laughs> Who is, you know, not a sexy man. Not at all, but the ponytail. <laughs> but that ponytail <laughs> that prompts her to think of the guy that she actually really that considers bright sexy. bright red ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she she has a little fantasy. She has a little... Uh, we don't. We get mainly Tony dreams, right, in this series, but right. we get a bit of a kind of Carmella dream, vision, mm-hmm. whatever, of her just... Her and Furio. Her and Furio, nothing else, just dark all around them and they're in a very intimate kind of you know dance setting yeah i find it interesting in the next scene that adriana seems now comfortable or just accepting or just has to accept the fact that this is the new setup where tony and some of the guys might use her office at crazy horse for their office agreed yeah and it is good, too, that she, you know, really stands up to Ralph. Of course, what's Ralph going to do to her? But, you know, sure. it is cool to see her stand up to Ralph uh, so forcefully. Right. You know, with the he complains about the olives. And I like what Tony says here when she goes to get the olives. And Ralphie says, oh, she likes it. It's just banter. And Tony's like, no, I don't think she likes it. Or you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we get Ralph kind of, you know, Tony now he has to go to the source right yeah to figure out what his what Ralph's sex life is like <laughs> right right and you know Ralph I, I love how Pantiliano plays this lie here and her I'm crazy about I'm telling you this broad knows things I've never been fucked so long or so good I may have to marry her yeah like that seems like such a lie right <laughs> that seems so unbelievable and especially how he plays it too there is no emotion in it right, right? it it is purely just a dude saying like i this is the cover i use anytime somebody asks me about sex right oh i was fucked uh long and good right 
We're yeah. all fucked long and good, aren't we? It's like uh, it's like um, Corral at 40-year-old version <laughs> when he's yeah. talking about <laughs> holding a breast and describes it as like holding a bag of sand. Right. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? That's like obviously like yeah, what that... you're describing did not happen. <laughs> yeah, that's Ralph. That's Ralph here. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, great. Adriana brings back a giant bowl of olives. Right. It's so good. And... Um, we end with Tony asking Ralph about his mother mm-hmm. and Tony is cut off from Ralph. Yeah. So obviously touched a nerve. Melfi was onto something. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he uh, cuts that shit off right away. Yes. And leaves. And leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then we get into one of my favorite scenes of this episode. Really? <laughs> yeah. Polly sitting down with the social director. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this lady who plays the social director. She's just kind of a fun character in a way with her, I don't know, speech impediment or something. I mean, there's just, she's just kind of distinct. Yes. You know, she kind of stands out. And it is really enjoyable uh, to have her sort of reveal that, yes, it isn't nice that Nucci's being ostracized. Mm-hmm. At the same time, She's not perfect either. Yeah, exactly. And there are several things that she does that are just objectively not okay things to do. Yeah, but either way, this is Polly's mother. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter what she's doing. Yeah. It's what the other ladies are doing to her. To her. Yeah. And Polly's, uh, the, the expression on Sirico's face when... <laughs> When uh, the social director says that Nucci is a tattletale, you well, know, she says, right? truly shocking to him. Yeah, right. Because of course, where yeah. Polly comes from, being a tattletale is literally the worst thing you could possibly be. True. Yeah. Next, Tony calls Chris uh, with some more instructions. Right. Uh, but he really can't keep away from the business details. Right. Mm-hmm. And Chris reminds him, like, "Do you want to keep calling me like this and giving me instructions, or not?" Yeah. Because this is our setup now. Right. And he gets a call from Valentina. Right. For a little meetup. A little, uh, little drink. And once again, you know, Chris is not, you know, in work mode. No. He's in leisure mode. Bed mode. Yep. Bed mode. <laughs> uh, so that's just something to take note of for yep. sure. But yeah, Tony's going to give Valentina another chance um, just to see her, just to meet up. Mm-hmm. And then this next scene is just pure comedy. It really is. <laughs> no dialogue, just Chucky getting chased through the halls of the school that he is principal of <laughs> right. by little Polly and Benny. Yep. That's great. Yeah. That's how, uh, you know, the social worker or the, the organizer of Green Grove said, you should talk to your mother about these things. This is how Polly talks to his mom about these things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, great. it's great. Yeah. It's really, really funny. Just a ridiculous scene. Yeah. But then Tony meets up with Valentina, right? Right. In the next scene. And she lets him know she broke it off with Ralph. Yeah. Something about a leather mask or, or something. And he just <laughs> cuts her off. He really, really doesn't want to hear about that. Right. But she's. Who would? Okay. She is too desperate. Right. She's too desperate. And that should be a warning. It is weird, like, why someone like Valentina would be this desperate, too. I mean, you'd think that she could kind of have any guy that she wanted. Mm -hmm. But she's very... I mean, but maybe, again, that's part of the issue. Where because she's used to being able to have any guy that she wants, the fact that this guy is saying no Mm -hmm. is, you know, she becomes obsessed with that. Yeah. Hmm. Lesson for all of us. 
indeed. <laughs> but what's great here too is just, I mean, and I definitely think that Tony knows what he's doing when he says this extremely offensive thing to her. Like he knows, <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. yeah, he knows that he's crossing a line when he says, "I like you too, honey, but it's not gonna happen." Why? Why not? For one thing, I already took his horse. I could not stop laughing. At that. <laughs> That's a fucked up it's thing to so say. So good, and then it smacks Tony, right? Yeah, at close range. Right, we get Gandolfini. He gets a little eyebrow raise. Yeah, you know, he's out of focus as she's walking off, but you see his right. eyebrows just kind of go like, "Okay, yeah, okay. right, yeah." I mean, he, well, it got the job done. You know, he wanted right. to offend her. He wanted to, you know, shut her down and and get her out of there, and it absolutely worked. Yeah, yeah, that did. And now we get Carmela putting some of that bird feed money to uh, work for her. Yeah, it's actually my favorite line in this scene, I got to say. But okay. yeah, uh, she shows up at her you know, fourth like investment firm mm -hmm. right. <laughs> of the day. It's ultimately revealed. And uh, she, she has some money that she wants to invest. She wants to put it in you know, something safe and everything. She, yeah, she's savvy yeah, about she's very... how much. Yeah, yeah, she's very savvy about how much, and it's just kind of funny. I mean, it, it is pretty shocking, I must say, when we cut to her little list, and we see just how much money mm, right. she ripped off. It's like 40 grand or something. Yeah, because at grand. first, I think it's 50. It's yeah. about 50. And it's just really funny because, uh, you know, you, re you think she reaches into that, you know, bird feeding container, maybe she'll just take, you know, a couple grand or whatever, but no, she's gonna make tony hurt for sure like she's yeah gonna make him pay literally it's very bold yeah very very bold move mm -hmm. and we'll kind of get into the boldness of it later yeah. you know kind of what it's all about which is great mm -hmm. but in the meantime tony's back at the mall back at the mall bored out of his mind well yeah so you know he looks at valentina's card <laughs> again right so basically anytime he's bored you know it's time for a gumor right? yes but again the it's still just there's this bitter taste of ralph in the air mm -hmm. and he has to go now to his sister of all people <laughs> for some info and yeah we open on uh janice making a shirt for bobby with his kid's face on it yeah uh that's sweet yeah that's really sweet i mean it when have sweet. we seen janice like go out of her way to be sweet like this right Unless she really, really desperately needed something. Yeah. Right. No, very true. Very true. And this is just so hilarious how Tony wants to grill her about Ralphie's sex life, which she would know about. Mm -hmm. uh, and she just flat out is like, yeah, I'll tell you for 3000 <laughs> Right. $3,000. How'd you come up with that figure? It's a number that I thought you'd say yes to. You're all right. That's how much this guilt-free sex is worth right? to Tony, that he will just pull 3K out of his pocket and hand it over to his sister. I love that Tony's excuse for asking her is like, well, you know, it's a, it's a member of my group uh, on account of combat, you know, yeah. soldiers, the military. Right. He uses that excuse. Yeah. It's, it's really, really silly and funny. 
And she kind of breaks it down, you know, exactly what we saw Janice and Ralphie engaged in and Mm -hmm. how they didn't have, you know, traditional intercourse. And this is sort of the final thing that Tony needed. You know, he has a very happy smile on his face at the end of the scene. He definitely feels like he has the green light now to pursue Valentina and And sleep with her all that he wants to. And that's exactly what happens in the very next scene. Mm -hmm. And then we get all this kind of like, funny bullshit about you know i was just waiting to kind of you know get myself into a place where i could commit to you the way i needed you to right you know really give you what you deserve which is um you know ridiculous yeah exactly (laughs) exactly yeah and then crucial moment here tony in the next scene goes to the bird feeder yeah realizes he's got missing money right yeah and it's great too i mean because carmella doesn't give a fuck no. like she just left the like little plastic bag he just ripped open right. she wants tony to know that she robbed him right it's crazy and <laughs> and then now nearing the end of the episode she's uh cookie man oh yeah sitting down with her son and his wife he's got a broken arm now Right, big ass cast, and she's calling him a pussy, basically. Right? Yes, <laughs> it's, it's so good. The it's, wicked uh, witch of of New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, she is just whoa, slamming him hard. Man, oh man, we do get the this last scene here. This really, really good last scene, and the Sopranos just they always seem to know how to do this. Yeah, like to close out an episode. Yeah, really well. And, uh, of course, Tony finds the nail on his nightstand. Which was placed there very deliberately. Yep. And he starts to put some things together, but can't commit yet to the idea that Carmela took his money. Right. But he's, he can sense that that's kind of where this is going. Right. Right. And we just get this. How this plays out is just very good. The scene plays out where they're all in the kitchen. Tony and Carmela start off in the kitchen. AJ, they use AJ in this scene to come in so that Tony can bring up the idea of maybe somebody being in the backyard. So he, maybe he can get a whiff from Carmela of something, right? Mm-hmm. And AJ is not having it. He leaves and he leaves the two of them just kind of throwing questions back and forth. Yeah. Just rhetorical. You've been back there? You want to talk about something? You sure? No, right. you got something you want to say? You sure, Tony? There's not something you want to talk about? No. Like what? It's just amazing. I mean, it is so much. It so much exemplifies what the show does so well, which is making the unspoken. It's extremely entertaining. Yeah. You know, because Tony has a sort of smirk on his face looking at Carmela like, I know what you did. Right. And then Carmela's sort of looking at him like, well, I dare you to bring it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so good. And then yeah. uh, also, too, the Sopranos with their music selection, we fade yeah. out with the song When the Battle is Over. Yeah. Uh, by Delaney and Bonnie. And it's, uh, it's a good song because the lyrics exemplify what we just witnessed. Right. Like, how's this breaking down? Yeah, how's it breaking down? And how it's breaking down is Carmela saying to Tony, look, I know you cheated on me. Mm -hmm. So I took (laughs) $50,000. That's what it's going to cost you. 
Right. And Tony's like, I know that you know that I cheated. <laughs> right. And if that's the cost, I guess I'm just going to have to pay it. Right. And it sort of ends with that standoff. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, that does it for this episode of The Soprano Show. I'm Gavin Bowen. And I'm Hannibal Diaz. Join us next week. Until then, if you're enjoying the podcast and would like to support it, many ways to do that. You can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, all the podcast apps out there. And you can like us on Twitter and Facebook and reach out to us. Let us know what your thoughts are about this episode and any other episode. Love to hear from you, but in, like we do with every episode, ending with our favorite line. Uh, I will say, you know, there's just a lot of great lines in here. We we covered uh, mm-hmm. a, a lot of them, but I do think it's important for us to acknowledge the exchange between Polly and the Green Grove lady. Because as she describes it... For one thing, she cries a lot. She's always in tears. At mass in the exercise room, at music appreciation. She's got a big heart. Let me finish. She doesn't always put her teeth in. The girls don't like that. This is not good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Polly's like, oh shit. Right. (laughs) Not putting her teeth in. Yeah. Damn it. He knows. But hey, it doesn't matter. It's still Chucky that's gonna have to pay. Exactly. Yeah, which is great. And then my favorite line comes from Carmela when she's with the uh, financial advisor character. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed Edie Falco in this scene when uh, the financial guy is like, 9900 Interestingly, at $10,000, we're required by law to notify the IRS of the transaction. Oh, really? I want it in something safe, something old economy, maybe treasuries. Right. You know, just yeah. big grin on her face. Like, yeah, she's done her research. Of course she knows that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And this was a good episode.